0: What's Crackin', everybody, and welcome to episode 226 of the Good Crackin' Podcast. I'm one of your hosts today, Arnell Pearson, alongside the queen of bitchin' herself, Genesee Gabrielle. How you doing, baby?
1: Hi, Speedy. I'm good. How are
0: you? Oh, I'm doing all right. It's been a while since we've done some content together. You've been quite the busy bee yourself. What have you been up to?
1: I, I have really just been spending a lot of time with my family. For the most part. Um... Yeah, I've been doing some writing, but mostly mostly just hanging with the fam. My little brother came to visit. Mm-hmm, um, we mm-hmm. went camping. I, a Ew. TM indoor bisexual, <laughs> went to the great outdoors. <laughs> there were bugs and dirt. I started multiple fires and maintained them, I'll have you know. Wow. I may not oh, be yes. great yeah, I'm <laughs> with the outdoors, but I'm excellent at fires. Just in case we were wondering,
0: <laughs> out, outdoor, outdoor bisexual. Now is this what we're going. After? No, no,
1: no, okay,
0: no, never, okay. never. No, that's out. Indoor it, okay.
1: bisexual with occasional outings. <laughs> I
0: can't, I kind of <laughs> like the idea of outdoor bisexual though. I mean, like I I like I love that for you if you can get there. I mean, it, it's yeah, like um... <laughs> there's bear there's bare grills and there's <coughs> I don't know. Uh <laughs> <laughs> <You'll> squir- squirrel, <laughs> fry. <laughs> squirrel
1: fry squirrel neighbor <laughs> <Eber, laughs>
0: squirrel fries there you go squirrel fries that's you <laughs> I can't <laughs>
1: um you know I'll leave the outdoors to the grown all little lesbians I have great great respect for um those of us who who do the outdoors <laughs> I <laughs> I like my silly little book on my comfy little couch Mm -hmm. with um my crocheted blankets. That's that's who I am in my core. That Um, is
0: one hundred percent acceptable. Honestly.
1: But yeah, what about you? What have you been up to? You uh, fucking moved.
0: I, I know we we moved. I've been busy with that. Uh, my band has released an album. Um, doing you know this, uh, trying to recoup from a fractured spine, and uh, that finally is you know feeling a lot better. Um, and then I hurt my ankle. And that's what I was <laughs> healing from from the past couple of weeks, and now that's kind of starting to feel better. I still I still have some pain in like the um, back, like out like outside heel of of my of my foot and ankle, um, but it, it's getting there. So like it's 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 been a messy couple of months to be honest with you. And so like <laughs> between that, because like I hurt my back soon after we had announced the band's EP release show, and then. Mm-hmm. I was recouping the back throughout all of the process of us releasing our new single. Uh, releasing the album, releasing, like, get, like announcing the show, trying to get tickets distributed to the other bands and like all this other stuff. And then we did the show and thankfully my back started feeling better like three days before the actual show. Um, so that was good. Uh, the show went great. We had 350 people there. It was awesome. Um, it was a really, really good time. And then afterwards I was like, okay, cool, life can start to settle down a little bit more. I can focus on moving now.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then life is like lol and then life cute. was
0: like yeah maybe not so it's it's been it's been like i mean thankfully we were able to kind of like get the main goods of everything that we need into the new place and so it's been it's been good on that on that side at least i still have some stuff left over at my old place that i still have to get into here uh <laughs> as you can see my um faithful room is not quite yet uh got the decorum if you will uh the guys have constantly been like telling me that they think it's a green screen it's just like a made-up like background (laughs) I like put together myself um jokes on them they're right uh but that's okay we don't need to talk about it you know what I mean uh that's fine that's 100% fine movie magic Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but otherwise, it has been a very virtuous time, especially uh, getting a chance to see some movies um, and getting to pile that, including the movie that we're going to be talking about today for all of you guys, because this is the Good Kraken Podcast, your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you want to hear live every tuesday at 7 p.m and saturdays at 12 p.m if you're on this wave, can head on over to our discord channel where you can submit questions and to topics of the show get exclusive post-show content and soon have early access to episodes before they go live on podcasts and video services across the digital sea go yark say yark York. Yard. Y'all, Yo, Thank Yard. you. <laughs> but if you've got in your pockets for the latest and greatest in entertainment, that is totally fine. You can watch us record the show live right here at twitch.tv slash show. If you have Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime. And we would love for you to give that to us to help keep us pushing content out for all of you that are listening or watching at home. But you can also support us by going to our YouTube channel clicking that beautiful bell and big red button or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken. With an exclamation mark and leaving a review there Gennisaw uh, yes. we have some captain's orders, my dear uh so guys uh as, as you can probably tell this week, uh some of us are taking some time off this month, and that is because uh July um is the halfway point but in the year, and we are trying to give the guys um all of us here some vacation time to kind of like get away from having to worry about content for a week. Uh, So you'll notice that this week, Garrick was on none of the content. Uh, He will be back following on Tuesday, um, where we will be doing another Good Kraken episode. Um, And he will be back then. But then Xander will be gone next week. Uh, One, because it's his turn for vacation time. And two, because we're not doing Shipwreck Show next week, uh, which I will get into right now, actually. Our schedule next week is super weird. Um, Because next week... Typically, now, our schedule, we don't do gameplay streams on Wednesdays. Our Wednesdays are for us now. Um, However, this week, we're going to be doing Tuesday for Good Kraken Podcast. Uh, Wednesday, we are seeing Mission Impossible uh, 7, Dead Reckoning Part 1. And then we are reviewing that on Thursday instead of doing the shipwreck show. Um, So we we got two shipwreck shows back-to-back for content this past week um and so now we're we're moving that to the side so we can get some review stuff done uh and go see mission Boss, which we're super fucking excited for uh so we're seeing that reviewing on thursday and then friday we're going to be doing a gameplay stream for splash damage um where we're going to be playing exo primal and then saturday we are not Doing content, So it is a bit of a weird one, but you guys can uh, get our updates on our Discord where every week we post up our schedule, Um, but also just listening to our, you know, for you live listeners hearing it now, but also you guys listening to the podcast later on, um, you can just hear us talk about it here at the end of our episodes, we run over our schedule um, every single episode, and so you guys can kind of keep into the updates as we kind of get along, but with that said, Genesaw let's go into our headlining segment my dearest uh you better protect your fucking neck because we're going to the gallows (laughs) Gallows. (laughs) guys today for the gallows we are talking joyride 2023 in our review of this fucking movie. Oh, boy, it's going to be a good one. Uh, So, quick synopsis here. Uh, When Audrey's business trip to Asia goes sideways, she enlists the help of Lolo, her childhood... Childhood, excuse me, best friend Kat, a college friend, and Deadeye, Lolo's eccentric cousin. Their epic no-holds-barred experience becomes a journey of bonding, friendship, belonging, and wild debauchery that reveals the universal truth of what it means to know who... And uh, love who you are, excuse me. Um, Joyride was released uh, July 7th, 2023, and is directed by Adele Lim with a budget of $23 million. Um, the newest box office update has not come out yet, uh, but the uh, Thursday night showings um, from day one hit uh, $1.1 million worldwide. So that's okay so far. It's a decent start. We'll see where things go after the, uh, the Friday numbers come in as well. Uh, with that said, the Bechdel test is a measurement of representation of women in film and other fiction. The test asks whether a work features at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man for more than one minute of screen time. Uh, does Joyride pass the Bechdel test? It absolutely does it does a lot actually they really a lot. like they 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 do talk about men which is fucking great every time they do um but the this story is not about men uh so it was very easy for them to have a cast full of asian women that can easily like you know not have the centerpiece be about getting a man or something like that so thank fucking god for that but Some fun facts for you guys about Joyride. And it's not a whole lot. There wasn't a whole lot of background stuff I could find about this movie. It's pretty clean clean cut (laughs) in in dry, if you will. Um, But uh, Joyride is um, written by writer... Excuse me. Oh, no. I read that wrong. Ride is writer Adele Lim's directorial debut after writing on Crazy Rich Asians and Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, Lim is also known for producing writing and script coordination on a number of shows like Xena Warrior Princess, Digimon, One Tree Hill, and the recent Lethal Weapon series. So she's been around. She's been around. Yeah. She's been around for a minute. I mean, if we're talking to Xena, that's like... She she's been in for a fucking minute. You know? Way back
1: there.
0: I mean, like, like, even we remember Zena. You know what I'm saying? If we were kids when that shit was coming out, and if she was fucking doing like script coordination all that, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, next up, Stephanie Shu and Ronnie Ching, um, pro- previously appeared together on Marvel's Shang Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings. Uh, however, unlike Enjoy Ride, their two characters never interacted in that movie. So it's nice to have them finally (laughs) share a screen, you know, a scene together, especially with how fucking uh, ridiculous this movie, but also that scene is. Uh, With that said, we can dive right in to the nitty gritty, the fun stuff here. Genesaw. Yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: What were your top level thoughts of Joyride?
1: Amazing. Very top level thoughts. Amazing, hilarious. Um protect Deadeye at all costs. All costs. I oh my God. Love fucking Deadeye. right.
0: Oh my God. <laughs>
1: oh Um. Oh my gosh. Ashley Park. Love Ashley Park. I mean, I already, she um, is pretty well known from being an Emily in Paris. She carries that fucking show on her back and getting mm. to see her like purposefully be the main character of a story that is about her. Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 uh, oh i loved it oh my and the noises in this movie i think is another thing i took away
0: uh wrong one wrong window my bad (laughs) (laughs)
1: um just like it's so uh, visually funny as well as like the script like uh, these actresses really just killed it in terms of their delivery on everything Um, I think I know I really grew up with like the raunchy comedy Um, and it was like always it was always the same thing it was always like basically the same cast TBH Uh, they all had like Seth Rogen
0: (laughs) right and and
1: his little band of misfits who produced this movie yes he
0: did he was one of the producers yeah
1: yeah, and I thought that it was it was very cool because it did very much feel like his brand of comedy, um, while centering like female and Asian stories, which I felt like was just such a hot take on on a brand of comedy that that a lot of people grew up loving and enjoying. Um, I love the raunchy comedies. I blame them for me being a slut. Um, I think they're great. I think they're a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, a retweet, to see...
0: fucking retweet to that right
1: <laughs> no literally and like i'm pretty sure they uh, they used to make like so many butt jokes in it too like there's i'm sorry there's you weren't trying to make us queer
0: there's a, there's what? a lot of butt jokes. there's a lot of vagina jokes there's but there's a particularly like large amount of butt jokes
1: yeah, for a bunch of straight men to be making like okay. <laughs> anyway. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> um and I love that that this movie like took that brand of comedy and um made it into like a more relatable. Like it made it into a really real story whereas like those comedies were not really relatable. I don't think to like anyone except for maybe frat bros. Um, you know, they they weren't really about anything. They didn't have a lot of substance. And this movie has a lot of substance, while yeah. being hilarious and fun, and um, bringing lightheartedness and chaos to a really deep story, um, about self-discovery, about friendship, about love, um, and and really like platonic friend love, like really exploring that. I think is really incredible. And also like having this is like deeper, but like having a story about women that their romances weren't a thing, really. There was like one romance. And other than that, they were just, they were just having a good time. They were concerned about their careers. They were Mm -hmm. like concerned about Mm -hmm. food. Like that's relatable. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. What about you? What are your top level thoughts? So,
0: um, I had the best fucking time of this movie um i think i think that we haven't really gotten a good ranch com brought presented from the female gaze um since like bridesmaid Oh yeah. Bridesmaids was like kind of the, the last really actual good one and this one did that. Um it, it is it is a real close competitor to how fucking phenomenal Bridesmaids is. Uh but this this movie was so much fun. I think that the um the cast was brilliant, uh, allowing them to kind of have, like, a bunch of AAPI women be the centerpiece of this movie. But also, just generally speaking, like, these actresses are fucking phenomenal. Uh, Like, between Ashley Park, Stephanie Hsu, uh, Sherry Cola, and um, our newly introduced Sabrina Wu, which was Deadeye. Never seen her in anything, but, like, she fucking did phenomenal in this. Um, And, like, these characters are just so well fleshed out. In this movie that like we understand where each of them stand and that's something that like ranch comedies like they do they do do well like they, they have a good idea of like okay we have to spread out this character a little bit and get people to understand like you know who they are and why they're involved in like the fuckery that they're involved in but this did a particularly good job of not just like giving us their backstories but having each character feel particular to them and it, because of such, it made it feel real. Like, these characters feel alive in a way that, like, a lot of raunch comedies don't. Like, a lot of raunch comedies make it either feel they don't have enough character, or they <laughs> are just so over the top, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Right? Like, you yeah. see that with, like, The Hangover, which is kind of, like, what this movie sort of, like... Fuels itself in it's is a, as sort of a yeah. female gaze hangover, um, <laughs> and that works so well in its favor. But like, we didn't need a Zach Galifianakis to that extent in this movie, where instead they just gave us Deadeye, who was this quirky, um, almost androgynous, like, like sort of, like, like character that was just kind of present. Uh, <laughs> and it was sort of, like, acting as, like, the melding piece between all the characters, like, feud, and, like, like feuds and relationships with each other. Um, the movie was incredibly well-written. Uh, having it sort of be, like, a talking point, not just about... You as an individual, sort of finding you know relationships with people that you know are around you, but also getting in touch with your culture and understanding like how important that is and like where family plays a part in that. Um, there's a lot of talking points around Asian culture, specifically obviously, um, that they do very, very well in this, not just from like a Chinese perspective, uh, but just Asian generally, because of like you know talking points that they have around. Uh, filial piety and like things like like just trying to prove yourself because your your parents are different or like if you're an adopted child feeling like you have to prove yourself to um, you know accommodate for the fact that you've been adopted and people have been picking on you for your your entire life for that like there's so many things there's so many themes and like good stuff Mm -hmm. that's in this movie that like the comedy just felt like icing on the cake Because the comedy was so very us uh, that that it was very easy and palatable for us to, like, watch this and, like, feel invested into the characters. Um, I know that, like... Like typically, we would, you know, goofball about like jokes like this all the all the damn time, but like having it come from these characters <laughs> was so so fucking funny. Because it shouldn't there be were, from these characters.
1: <laughs> there were multiple. No, literally, talking about the deepest shit, and then the next minute, you're like laughing your ass off. Like there were so many times in this movie where I was like, "I think Ronaldo said that to me," or like the oh my god, the. Eh. <laughs> I couldn't handle the, I I'm so upset that you and I like didn't see this movie together. No, I'm so horrible.
0: We would have had so much fun, we dude.
1: So much fun. Dude, that literally when when she just started sticking her tongue out, I was like, that's or no. Arnold does right, that, I mean, like every well, time I talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: and this and this movie is so has so many like levels to it, right? Because it not just like talks about like sexual freedom, but like the movie's queer coded as fuck. It has so many different like, yeah. like like little tiny things that are like, ooh, like and then Lolo when
1: Lolo is bisexual
0: yes she is irl like in real life sherry cola is uh, is bisexual in the movie yes. she is as well too and yeah. she admits that and then there's like yeah. the questionable uh part of whether or not uh stephanie shoe's character is too because there was talks i really of, thought like, they were gonna bone i really <laughs> thought they were gonna bone like i really thought it was like right there dude um and then like Man. i mentioned earlier having dead eye being just very much androgynous in this movie mm. and like having this sort of Amazing. like neutral game. Like when you think like they get to like the hotel like section, right. The hotel act. I
1: love that whole like, act. And,
0: and like the entire while <laughs> again, spoiler free and not trying to spoil anything for anybody yeah. here, but like the, Watch this, it. this so ends <laughs> up being like a pretty, pretty meaty sex scene.
1: Um, very literally,
0: <laughs> for literally me, yeah, literally me Um, and all these characters are doing things that are involved in like, like sexual stuff, and then there's Dead who has a dance <laughs> off.
1: <laughs> Amazing <laughs> with, with
0: another BTS fan. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. And they're like, they like these characters are just so fucking well done, and they cover such a wide spectrum of Asian women in today's, like, modern world, um, but also covers such a wide spectrum of women, generally speaking, um, in terms of, like, career aspirations and where they are currently and, like, the things that they care about and the fact that, like, there's there's a lot of pressure on women to, like, not be openly, admittedly, like, having prom- promiscuity in their past and, like, things like that. And, like, there's, there's so many, like, different dynamics that are in this movie that make it so much more than just a raunch comedy of like yeah. the the terms of like jane silent bob levels of raunch comedy or like you know harold and kumar go to white castle which are like the classics um you know and, and clerks you know what have you it's not like those where it's just like raunchy bullshit that you're just like watching because of the funny the funny hook line sinker is is present every five minutes this still has that, but it also has enough depth to kind of, like, keep us interested in everything. Um, and so because of such, I had a fucking wonderful time. Um, I, like, thought after seeing Stephanie Shu in um, Everything Everywhere all at once, I, I was in a position where I was kind of like, I can't tell if i have a crush on this girl or not i can't like i can't fucking tell right but after this movie it's like confirmed i was like this this girl is life dude like she is she's
1: i remember watching her in everything everywhere all at once and i was blown away i think that her um not winning that oscar is going to be one that i'm upset about criminal Jail. I am so mad. I'm going to be mad about it forever. Like, there are a few things. Like, Naomi is uh, still upset that La La Land swept the Oscars that year. I'm going to be upset that was... I can't fucking I... believe it. I can't fucking
0: believe it. It doesn't make sense. It's been, yeah. It doesn't
1: make sense. But Jamie Lee Curtis won. Fuck like, she is the. <laughs> fuck the Oscars. Like, she's like, okay, yes, Jamie Lee Curtis is a talented actress. She did not yes. deserve to win for that role. She Simply. did. Not Especially against Stephanie Shoe. Schu- that role, are you, like, the things that she did in that role alone yeah. are, like, that is acting. Like, that is a master class yeah. in acting. Yeah. Like, I know,
0: I know. Now, oh, gr- anyway. granted, like, the, the acting chops are not necessarily what you look for in a raunch comedy. We understand that. But these right. girls actually do an incredible job in this movie. One, because, like... They have to have some comedy chops to really kind of fulfill the need that this movie is trying to, like, you know, patch up or whatever. But just generally speaking, too, like, these, these actresses actually did a fucking good job because like everything about these characters was believable to the fucking brim. Like these characters felt so real and like lived in and like, it just, I, I don't know, like it just, almost literally, uh,
1: <laughs> it's like, I think that like people underestimate the, the true like skill that it takes to pull off a ranch comp. Yeah. Because ronchcoms can so easily be bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, just so Very easily. Like, it's yeah. so easily. And I really, like, I was a little bit, I, I don't want to say I was nervous because I feel like even, like, from the first trailer I saw, I was like, oh, this is going to slap. But, like, there was part of me that, like, was nervous because when you're dealing with important stories, mm-hmm. Hollywood usually fucks it up
0: yes 100 percent. and
1: then setting it in a ranch com which it's so easy like like just a few misplaced jokes or a few misplaced lines like a a few like context one one scene of like it's just so easy because people take ranch comms and they go too far
0: yes they do i and like that that happens a lot (laughs) when in terms of some that we've seen, especially from Seth Rogen's side of things, like you, yeah, you, those his some of his stuff has really kind of like teetered the line, if you will, uh, from the interview to Sausage Party. Like, there's there's yeah. there's like a cusp oh, the... that like that you can cross before it's kind of like okay, yeah. like this is just brainless bullshit, and that's yeah. fine. Like, if you want brainless bullshit, those movies are great. Which sometimes I do want those movies, um, but. For every for every Pineapple Express that I watch, I also want in I Love You Man. You know what I mean? Like and and this and this movie kind of like puts like fuses those two things together so well.
1: So well. It it really was like everything that I wanted it to be, but also everything that I want a ranch com to be. Like it's not just it's not just a rom-com star- starring Asian women. It is the rom-com, in my opinion. Yeah, like,
0: for Asian women. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they yeah. did it.
1: Um, yeah. I just I like I can't get enough of it. And I think I think too, like something about rom-coms is that they take uh, some rom-coms do it different. Some like Bridesmaids took a bunch of really well-known actresses
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and put them in a rom-com. Some Ranchcoms just take like the comedy men and put them in a ranch com. Yeah, Whereas sometimes yeah. it's like it's there are plenty of male of, you know, featuring rom-coms that do like have really well-known actors who aren't known for comedy yeah. um and do well. But I and I think that I think that that's when when comedies in general really pop off is when you're able to take skilled actors and actresses and make them funny. Yeah. Um, yep. I think that's when it really happens and Joy Wright did that flawlessly. Yeah. Like these I mean, are... Sh- yeah.
0: Sherry, Sherry Cola is a, com- a comedian um, in, in mm-hmm. real life. Uh, however, um, Ashley Park and Stephanie Hsu are not. like They are, are not. very much... Not. And I'm going to assume actresses. that Sabrina Wu is probably almost not either. And I want to kind of see... Sabrina Wu has been in, let's kind of take a look here, only like four things (laughs) ever. Uh, Yeah, like like two, technically it's like three things. Uh, One was like a short that came out um, and then she was a writer on a like Hawaiian TV show um, a couple years ago. And it. what a like,
1: debut
0: that's it like that's that's it like she has not been in fucking oh. anything else and like what a way to kick the door down dude.
1: They were a staff writer for Disney plus
0: oh they okay so they okay the androgyny was purposeful. I love that. I so Stephanie Wu uh pronouns they them um now that we know is also a comedian from Brooklyn okay, okay, Mm -hmm. that makes more sense. And that actually works out perfectly. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, so, like, this this is incredible because, like, obviously we have two comedy actors here in this movie Mm -hmm. as, like, part of, like, the the main character cast. But, like, again, though, Ashley Park and Stephanie Shue typically are not. Um, And then a lot of the cast that was in this uh, from, like, side characters and stuff are also not... <laughs> actors that typically do so, comedy, either though.
1: I am curious actually about that. The more I think about it, with Stephanie Hsu and um, Ashley Park, Ashley Park is is well known for her role in Emily in Paris, and I think Emily in Paris is a really weird show because it's mm-hmm. like kind of drama comedy. Like it's it's part the reason that like Emily in Paris gets away with what it does is because it is funny, um, yes. and I think. I think Ashley Park's character, especially, has a very like comedic delivery in her uh-huh. role. Uh-huh. And then when I think about um, Stephanie in uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, mm-hmm. almost dying laughing, watching her character. Oh yeah,
0: some some of uh, some of the moments in that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So
1: funny. The bagel. Like I do think that there. Like yeah, like yeah, it's not a formal like comedy background, but I do think that there is something to be said for like. St- I don't know, like certain type of comedy like uh-huh. that. Mm. I just like, I just thinking about some of her scenes mm. <laughs> and everything uh-huh. at once, like, yeah. I'm already laughing. Um, <laughs> and like the way that she did it with like a straight ass face, too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, <laughs> that's talent
0: it, You know, for real, 100% And I mean, like, it's it just kind of goes to show That, like, they, they really went an extra step with this And trying to just, like, make sure they got the cast right As far as representing, um, you know, Asian women Specifically for this movie um, But also, like, their casting everywhere else, too Was very good Like, David Denman, playing as Ashley Park's boss Who is this guy that's, like, <laughs> constantly like, telling on himself for being racist while That trying... was her
1: dad. David Denman Oh, was it was, was it? Oh,
0: okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the, the boss uh, Her boss was, was
1: hilarious, too.
0: Her, the boss was funny. The dad was fucking great. The dad, the, the... Her mom and dad in, in the movie were <laughs> very white. Uh, <laughs> fucking hilarious, because I think they would definitely joked about that a lot. But the boss was fucking great in this movie, being the person that was that character, but more of the side characters too between like we have Alexander Hodge, Chris Pang and Desmond Cham and Desmond and Chris are Australian um, Asian men <clears throat> that uh, mm-hmm. have garnered some popularity doing uh, some other um, movies and stuff like that too. Um, Desmond most recently um, or not most recently, but being most known for like Mortal Kombat 2 and uh, Reef Break. Mm-hmm. Um, And then Chris was in uh, Crazy Rich Asians, as well as uh, 47 Ronin um, way back. Uh, Actually, Mm -hmm. no, the sequel to 47 Ronin, excuse me. Um, And then, like, Ronnie Chang being, like, the business guy is supposed to be getting... And then we have a basketball Uh player, Baron Davis, (laughs) in this fucking movie, too. Like, (laughs) there's... (laughs) <laughs> he was an actual basketball player in real life <laughs> like it's so fucking funny um <laughs> so dude the funny.
1: placement of the basketball players was so funny like
0: yeah yeah it was
1: and i feel like they did that really well like the i don't know there's something about a good raunch calm that has a lot of like chaos and like things going wrong and blowing up in their face but yeah. like it still breaking out and being fun for the plot well, then the, and...
0: the thing that i loved about it most is that i love when women are thirsty oh, like so yeah. much it's like one of my favorite things on the planet because when when women are thirsty it's like funny it's funny shit like because like women are thirsty like this like almost like innocent like classy kind of way that is just like like like, you it's not it's not gross when women are thirsty like when men are thirsty it's like okay like you do this all the fucking time like i know i know i get that right it's it's a constant (laughs) thing for you but when women are thirsty they're selective about it and so it's like has this like level of innocence to it and this movie does so such a fucking good job of like representing like thirsty women in a way that like doesn't feel like gross or overbearing and like if it it if doesn't it
1: was... feel like it was written by a man. It exactly. feels like it was written by a thirsty woman.
0: Exactly. Yes, exactly. And that is <laughs> fucking wonderful. I loved that so much because anytime any of them said anything that was even remotely <laughs> thirsty, gross, sexual, whatever, what have you, um, it was fucking hilarious fucking hilariously every single time like, 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 with like it was like every conversation between stephanie shu and like sherry cole's characters
1: oh. <laughs> just, the sexual tension there will haunt me for the rest of my days oh
0: my god like. I know, right <laughs> jesus christ jesus christ
1: <laughs> but no and i feel like you you said it earlier with the like how they had such good um I don't know, like diversity and the types of women they represented. And I feel yeah. that way in the thirst too. Like like um Ashley Park's character being career driven and being like she had to she she this bitch went to law school. She had to be mm-hmm. careful about mm-hmm. who she fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she like one wrong move and she's roofied. So like her like being more um reserved with her sexuality and like when she was thirsty she was shy about it versus um Sherry Cola's character who like very right up out front. the gate
0: yeah very I up think, front. like
1: the first time we meet her she's talking about it's amazing <laughs> first, um, first like as moment, an adult
0: meeting her character she's doing the fucking memoji voice recording talking about wanting to gargle oh his balls oh my god
1: like, that's right <laughs> so that was, funny. That oh, was no, kind of great. hot, I'm not going to lie. Yep. Was, no, uh, we're taking
0: off. Like, we're hitting damn. the gas now, guys. Let's go. <laughs>
1: damn. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah. So, it was... It, and then, like, also, um, Stephanie Shue's character, even. Like, yeah. she got thirsty as shit. Um, well, I mean, she was,
0: she was pretty thirsty. Um, arguably... More thirsty than Sherry Cole's character, but she was also trying to like repress the thirstiness. And that was also Mm -hmm. an interesting, like, angle, too, of things of like, hey, she's also thirsty, but she feels like she can't be and has Mm -hmm. to, like, be, you know, remiss about it. Um, And then obviously having uh, 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 Stephanie, or not Stephanie, um, wait, I think they're both Stephanie's, right? The sorry I, cl- I closed the window um <laughs> i was like okay we won't need that i'll remember the names didn't uh sabrina sabrina will um sabrina. having their character only thirsty for k-pop
1: <laughs> oh my gosh yeah although i feel like she she did have a crush on audrey they, in in they a weird way, Audrey. right?
0: In in a weird way. Yeah, it could it could yeah. be horrible. I mean the, that that was what was one of the cool things of this movie is that like one of the talking points was aside from all the literal just women specific stuff, mm-hmm. Sabrina's character as Deadeye in this was placed there to sort of like be the talking point that is more general speaking, of like when you're a weird person. And you're getting picked on by people or you feel like you you don't belong anywhere that like that there's still a place for you amongst people that care about you. And that was fucking rad. Like we didn't need Deadeye to be a horny bastard the way that the other three were. Like we just needed right. Deadeye to kind of just be present to sort of give us this like... Exact, like example of like okay, well, there's also this kind of w- woman too, um, or perceive perceivably women that mm-hmm. feels that they don't belong, not just because they're adopted by you know a different kind of family, a different culture, but because they're legitimately a, a weird person, a quirky yeah. person, if you will, that nobody understands. And it's like be- because we see a lot of movies where it's a guy, right? It's a dude. And he's weird. He's, you know, he's not the societal norm. And he gets picked on. He doesn't get girls. Like, it, it, we see the cliches mm-hmm. of like that stuff. And it's usually a dude that's representing that. The nerd in the library, right? Getting his or books plays, knocked like out of his fucking arm. Exactly. Yeah. He plays the It's that's... like, you're
1: not special. You play Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Right. But women and femme-presenting people also have that problem too. And and that was like one of my favorite parts of this movie is them like representing that in a way that I felt... Like yeah, like that's a hundred percent true. Like there's like women that are like, <laughs> like up and down fucking Tumblr, just obsessed with BTS that probably yes. don't get out a whole lot, and they don't feel like they have a lot of friends outside of <laughs> their fucking online community that they've garnered be- being fans of BTS. Like
1: <laughs> yeah, like I'm sorry, but like. School- I'm over the the like nerdy boy who doesn't have friends character. Give me the fan girl, like give mm-hmm. me the One Direction fan who didn't have friends because her entire personality was One Direction. I yep. married her. Yep. She's wonderful. That is that is what I want. That's what I want to read. what I want to watch. That's what I want to go to sleep with that
0: night. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. Nothing that's better. exactly. Yep. 100%. <laughs> well, Genesis, I think that we can kind of go ahead and get into uh the juicy stuff here. Genesis, <laughs> should yes. people see this movie right away and what is your yes. final score of this movie?
1: Oh my gosh. Um yes, you should watch this movie absolutely right away. Um it it was phenomenal. If you like ranch comms, even if you think you won't like this one because of whatever reason, you're gonna like this movie. You're you're gonna like it. It's you're gonna like it. <laughs> I promise you. It's hilarious. If you like women, you're gonna like this movie. <laughs> if you
0: true, <laughs> <Cheryl>. yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs>
1: like even if, if you're a dude, bro, who like watches Seth Rogen movies. You're going to like this movie. Yeah, you're going to have a good time with this. 100%. About hilarious women. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, is there anything more universal than that? I don't think so.
0: <laughs> all right.
1: Even gay men like women. It's yep. like, you know, uh, right. women are amazing. So watch it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so watch it. Okay. Great. Great summary. I love that for you. Um, thank
1: you. That's that's how I feel. God. I should just should be how I describe everything. There are women. Watch it. Um and as for my rating, I'm gonna rate this as a comedy movie. I'm gonna am I'm gonna sure. rate it as a comedy movie. Sure. As a comedy movie, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten comedy. Okay. Um, if you put it amongst its peers, ten out of ten. I think this is like one of the best um, comedies and specifically ranch coms that has happened in the last few decades. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Simply uh very very good the very very good um, and I think that unlike a lot of coms, it's gonna age really well,
0: yeah yeah right right um yeah i I think people should definitely watch this movie um I can say that like maybe if you're not like a huge comedy movie fan, maybe you don't need to see it in theaters, but if you are for any reason at all, like definitely see this. Uh, it is not going to be family friendly, 100% not family friendly, but it is, because uh, it is rated R. It's rated R. as fucking yeah. crazy. It's like a little fucking deep rated R. Uh, but if you are a comedy <laughs> fan, for whatever reason, this movie has a place for you. Uh, definitely uh, should experience it at some point or another, um, for sure. If you are a big comedy fan, yeah, see it in theaters. This this was a good time. It was fun to laugh in the theater with everybody. Uh, that's kind of like the brightness of, of comedy movies typically. And our theater, uh, me and Jag, I went with Jag, um, was fucking cracking up. Last night to this movie, like we were all dying. It was a fucking good time. Uh, so if you want that experience, yeah, definitely see it in theaters. Um, I'm gonna give this an eight point five out of ten. Um, so I'm rating it as a movie as a whole, um, I think that um, obviously it suffers from all the same things that raunch comedies typically suffer from where um it is more comedy focused and obviously that you know has to take away you have to give up something in order for that to be able to thrive um and because of such there were some things like the movie moved really fast like they they there's there was some things there for sure um the the comedy always hits but it is sometimes unnecessary uh, if you're looking at it from just a general movie perspective. Um, but this movie gets an 8.5 out of me because the comedy is fucking gold. The acting was wonderful. The writing was extremely well put together. Um, and just being a comedy, generally speaking, Genesee's right. Like, this is one of the best comedies we've gotten in a really, really long time. And it's definitely up there in conversations to top, like, arguably five comedies, Um, Especially raunch comedy is what we've gotten in the past couple of decades too. Um, I, I think that this movie is brilliant in being deep and meaningful, um, while also allowing itself to just not take itself too seriously, um, which is both it's a double edged sword. Uh, that that not taking itself seriously loses points and gains it points for me. Um, I, I do I do think that the movie had some things that could have been done a little bit better that if tweaked a little bit. But for the most part, this movie was fucking gold and I'm absolutely buying this when it comes out. (laughs) I'm going to watch this so many times like you like in the same ways that like I've watched like like Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back like hundreds a fucking times like i love i love that but clerks too is like one of my favorite comedy movies um it's gonna be in in there in like that sort of way uh for me where i'm gonna watch this as like a comfort movie every year and there you know what i mean just to watch and have some giggles for myself so yeah this yeah. this movie was a very very fun time and i don't want you guys at home to miss out on that so um but that said Jenna Sala, let's talk about our schedule for next week uh guys on tuesday we have good kraken podcast um we're gonna be talking about uh video game seasons or dlcs which one we like better because we got the announcement that diablo 4 is coming out with uh like a battle pass sort of thing where they're gonna be doing seasons Seasonal content, excuse me, um, whereas Diablo 3 had DLC content roll out once every quarter, um, you know, things like that. Or not, not once a quarter, I think it was like once a year. Um, and we're going to discuss which one of those uh, pathways we like better than the others. Uh, Wednesday, we're not doing content, but on Thursday, instead of Shipwreck Show, we're doing another Good Kraken podcast. We're going to be doing our official spoiler-free review of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Jesus Christ, that is a hell of a title. Uh, but I'm so excited because I love the Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> like, I've just got no, such, a, such a soft spot for those fucking movies. Just, there's something about Tom Cruise sprinting for an hour that just <laughs> does it for me. You know what I mean? It just fucking does it for me, you know? And who knows? Maybe we'll get Henry Cavill back to do shotgun arms again. And I'll be... <laughs> I love
1: Henry Cavill.
0: I fucking love that man so much. Witcher Season 3 came out. Um, oh yeah the official final season of the witcher um, <laughs> official. <laughs> the, the official yeah the unofficial and official um definitely want the first episode's pretty good i just watched that uh yesterday um yeah so, so coming along uh and then friday we have another splash damage multiplayer gameplay stream uh where we're going to be playing the brand new game exo Primal. that's going to be coming out and uh garrick played the demo if i remember correctly and he said it's ridiculous uh <laughs> this game is is you wearing a big robot suit and you're killing dinosaurs that are falling out of a massive black hole into a city uh <laughs> It's just uh, robots versus dinosaurs, baby. What else could you possibly fucking want? (laughs) With a little like...
1: 2023.
0: Little like nine-year-old me that was wearing a Jurassic Park t-shirt is just living for this shit. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Um, And then Saturday, we are not doing any content. We're going to be taking that break since we're doing all of our content in the middle of the week. Uh, You guys will not see us there. But guys, if you have seen Joyride, please let us know what your thoughts on that movie was. Uh, Let us know what sort of raunch comedies you enjoy um let us know on twitter uh hit us up on discord let us know in the comments uh down below we want to hear from you guys this has been the good Kraken podcast your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news reviews and discussions that you wanted to hear live every tuesday at 7 p.m and saturdays at 12 p.m right here at twitch.tv slash Good cracking show. If you enjoy the show, you can head on over to our Discord channel where you can submit questions and topics of the show. You get exclusive content, and soon you have early access to episodes before they go live on podcasts and video services across the digital sea. If you remember, Yarg? Yarg. Yarg. There you go. Thank you. Ahoy, Katie. Yarg works. (laughs) You can all support us by going to our YouTube channel by clicking that beautiful bell and big red button or by subscribing to our podcast (laughs) channel by searching Good Crack It and saying Yarg and leaving (sighs) a review there.
1: I'm sorry, <laughs> they should not leave you, us alone. And you
0: failed. Walk the plank. I,
1: I, you didn't have to tell me. Kind of. No, I that's kind fair. Of okay, remembered.
0: yeah, yeah. You I just kind of, teetering. You were teetering. There on was the a silence.
1: I was really close to walking
0: the plank. <laughs> she was very, very <laughs> close, guys. Very close. But until <laughs> next time, my friends. Um, my pussy's the devil. <laughs>